Bonella. You'll get to hear all about uh, what they do. But recently, I do believe they've been on uh, some workshops so yeah, for adolescent girls, young women and adolescent girls. They'll get to tell us all about it as well. Uh, we have uh, Meg Atlahosuchela in studio with us. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Hi, Botu, and thanks for welcoming me. All right, and also uh, we have Me Tebohoharitsanye joining us from Bonella. Good morning, Botu. How are you? I'll try Isn't not to take offense. Okay. Sean, we have to write it somewhere. No, we're definitely going to put it up on the, on the, on the right behind us there uh, and make important. sure we always have it. Every morning we'll, we'll go <laughs> through it. Haritan. Yes, Haritan. So that it stays in the mind. Yes. Yeah, we'll fix. You know, after today. Mm. What? No, we're definitely okay. going to fix that. <laughs> the mind will, will dig it out one way or the other. Let's talk about Bonella first before we, we talk about uh, the the recent projects that you guys have been uh, engaged in. Let's talk about Bonella as an organization uh, for the benefit of those that are joining us from international shows as well. Uh, okay. Uh, hi, everyone at home. Um, thank you for welcoming me, Boto. I'm Katla Rosichele from Bonella and the Programs Department. And I'll just give you a brief overview of uh, what Bonella is about and what it does. Yes. Uh, so the acronyms Bonella stand for Botswana Networks on Ethics, Laws, and HIV and AIDS. Uh, we're a human rights organization. Uh, we're also an NGO. And we just work towards promoting, fulfilling, and protecting the right to health, Mobotswana. Um, so we do so by focusing on seven key populations or seven key cohorts, uh, which are the LGBTI community, people living with disabilities, prisoners, mine workers, uh, people living with HIV and AIDS, and also children who are here about. Uh, and over and above that, we also provide legal services, and we provide advocacy services. So like I said, today what we're here about is uh, children's rights, promotion, protection, and fulfillment of children's rights, and how we're working with children as Panela. Absolutely. Well, um, we'll be interested to hear how. How? So <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you the how part. <laughs> so the how is this. Um, our um, faithful listeners will know mm. that uh, we frequent your show but to, to talk about children, yes. to talk about children's rights. So today we're here to present not on the project that we usually talk about, which is about promotion, protection and fulfillment of uh, children's rights in Botswana, mm -hmm. uh, but more broader Bonella programming in relation to children. We're talking a below the age of 18, but over and above that, we're talking adolescent girls and young women. Um, as a country, uh, we have funding from the Global Fund to address uh, HIV, TB, and malaria. And part of this program, or part of the funding that we've got as a country is being, a, is being handled by civil society to implement certain activities. Absolutely. And the principal recipient is what they're known as the main people receiving this grant um, on behalf of civil society is ACHAP. ACHAP has then selected what we call sub-recipients of this grant, of which Bonella is one um, such organization. Right. So within this grant, there is specific funding set aside 
to address adolescent girls and young women, um, which is essentially catalytic funding. So to catalyze interventions aimed at addressing HIV um, and certain vulnerabilities that adolescent girls and young women specifically for, um, uh, face in this country. This is because if we are familiar with the NSF3, adolescent girls and young women have been, um, I guess, identified as a, as a as a priority or as a as a key target group. Um, Haribua about vulnerability. Mm. And and you're you're doing that uh, on uh, I mean on, on on which policies the government policies or your own policies as as an NGO? Oh no, we operate within the government framework, oh. which is why I'm even making reference to the NSF, right? right. A that is a national document. Mm. So yeah, Gakibua, this is a grant. Alien Hore is done in partnership with the government of Botswana. Right. the government portion, the civil society portion. Okay. And Rona, we uh, have been entrusted with implementing the civil society portion um, and the catalytic funding um, to that effect. Like I'm saying, adolescent girls and young women. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, the, the issues that we are addressing, those that have been prominent over the years, um, uh, human rights, essentially, right? Addressing human rights knowledge amongst adolescent girls and young women. So, Haribua about young women, we're talking about in and out of school youth as well. Right, so, right. Harere is strictly just children. Um, we're talking about gender harmful norms. As a country, we know in this day and age, in this whole year of 2019, we still have um, early child marriages, for instance. You know, those are gender harmful norms. We're talking about stigma and discrimination, which is also one of the, 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 um, the topics that we're addressing um, in our different interventions. We're talking about gender-based violence. And all of these, of course, have a link um, t- to HIV. about their specific vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So the way that we're doing this, uh, first of all, is by conducting or rather raising awareness amongst adolescent girls and young women, right? So that they can identify, so that they know their rights and they can identify rights violations and over and above that so they can report it. So that it, it doesn't become a norm for them from Thank that young an age. Yes. In a way. Very That's much so. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. From a younger age, we are hoping to nurture a society of young women um, who already know their rights, who are in a position to identify rights violations and not just identify them, but make sure that some sort of recourse is taken. So the way that we're doing that, as an organization, we offer free legal services. So what we've done is um, there's a certain program uh, program called REACT, where we are identifying adolescent girls and young women across the districts that we implement. So sadly, we are not national with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only in five districts. So Rico, Palape, Rico, Tutume, Rico, Francistown, uh, Boteti, and we are in Gamiland. Is that all at a go or you mean at, at various p- points within the, the year? No, no. At one centered, M. right? A. So it's something we're currently You're doing. You're permanently there, right? For that, yes. yes. We okay. we actually have offices in these five locations, um, which is something really new for us. Um, mm. For forever, we've had just our one head office in Kaburone, but we've found a way of servicing people nationally. Right. But now we have uh, these five offices in the hopes that you know. As we progress in life, you know, we'll be able to to open more offices. Absolutely. So we have this REACT program, essentially engaging young people um, to give us, uh, to to essentially report cases. Uh, 
um, to increase the turnaround time. We know that it is a problem. To um, turnaround time is a problem when we talk about uh, child rights violations. about negligence and and so forth. You know, so the idea really is to increase the reporting um, and such allow us to first of all build evidence. Advocacy organization. Advocacy comes with evidence. Right. So to help us build evidence. And secondly, to help us really ensure that as a nation, as a country, we're adequately using the the, um, the policies and the laws that we have in place, right? We have a, chi- a, children's, uh, a children's act um, which speaks about the way that we handle children's cases. And part of that really in, in, um, uh, infused in that is our response time to children's cases. Mm -hmm. We need to be reactive. Mm -hmm. So that is really our goal. So what we've done um, is to engage young people. Ubuila about the programs that we've been doing. We engage young people um, and we have conducted trainings for adolescent girls and young women um, across these five districts. We've conducted campaigns and they have absolutely been incredible. Um, The level of capacity that we have in our schools amongst our adolescent girls is absolutely incredible. And when I say capacity, I mean their responsiveness to these issues. Um, So there's um, a, a hunger and children are seeing these things happen but have never known what to do. They've never known where to go. Um, so I think from, from what we've been doing, like I'm saying, it's really demonstrated. Our children are asleep at the wheel, like we, we tend to think. Um, so we, we now know that um, participation is a big element of this. And even within the home, um, as, 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 as parents and as the community, we need to create space for our children to participate. Because and as an organization, we're seeing it. Um, and and uh, over and above that, what we're also doing is we're engaging with their male counterparts. It, it helps, yes, to, to be talking about harmful gender norms and gender-based violence and stigma and discrimination to adolescent girls and young women, but um, we then talk to men about these things. I was going to say, because I think a lot of times the, the, the general feel from the male population is that the girl child is being empowered enough, but we are forgetting the male child yeah. in the process. Because mm-hmm. if we're saying to a girl, mm-hmm. uh, look, out, these are what your rights are, mm-hmm. this is what you look out for, but the guy does not... Uh, have the same information, then in other words, uh, there is a bit of an imbalance there, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. what do we do then with Mm -hmm. the young boys then? Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying and it's it's absolutely valid um, that there need not be a disproportionate uh, 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 commitment to one gender as opposed to the other. Mm -hmm. So as much as when I introduced this topic, I said that the catalytic funding is targeted at adolescent girls and young women. But in recognition that you cannot be talking to the one gender, leaving the other out, Mm -hmm. we are also engaging men about the very same topics and making them aware that this is the, the, the environment within which we live in, right? And making them realize that some of our cultural um. Uh, some of our uh, what are they what are they practices not even norms yes mm. practices mm. <laughs> yes some of our cultural practices are actually very harmful 
Yeah. I think that for me is the worry because we, the girl knows if you touch me this way, it's wrong. But mm-hmm. the guy doesn't know that for me to touch you that way, I'm in any shape or form, mm. uh, you know, uh, uh, wronging you in a way. Mm. So I think that the imbalance is also very clear in society because yeah, yeah. guys, I've, I've, I've had conversations with guys that said I had to introspect, mm. you know, every time this Me Too, hashtag Me Too came about, I had to sit down and think about how many times I've touched girls, you know, so because I didn't without knowing uh, the sort of yes the impact that it was having on the female child so I I think it's very clear at this point that the the girl child is receiving the information but the perpetrator on the other hand is not aware that what they are doing that acts actually are in any way incriminating the other person so uh, it's a bit unfortunate but in terms of uh, when you go around uh, these districts the five districts that you've highlighted do the girls already know their rights or is it a new uh, subject altogether for them do you get a feel um so uh there is limited knowledge of rights um like i'm saying i think there really isn't specific space to talk about human rights um mm. i think even within the curriculum for instance kana tota di otse ga go kwa di bua kwa generally hela ga ke re iketilwe go lebeletsa the bold and the beautiful what the kana by the way human rights so these are generally conversations that uh, one expects um that they happen within the school framework but even then it doesn't happen um simply because of i guess the way that the curriculums and the education system is structured so even though they are some subjects which do touch on human rights mm. it is very limited so um this uh, i suppose um, intervention has allowed us to really explore it to explore it further um and uh, yeah and to to really solidify the knowledge that the girls and the boys and the men have with regards to to human rights mm. gender harmful norms stigma and discrimination gender um based violence because like you're rightfully saying gore totahela bana ga se gore baitsi but at the same time but the ignorance of the law is no excuse that's right mm. which is why repeatedly we say as a person as a human being educate yourself mm. know what's out there um uh, someone narrated a story that uh they went abroad and this is an african man he went abroad saw a beautiful um caucasian woman and then as uh, you know uh, expresses his interest and the girl said no being an african man he persisted and then the caucasian girl called the police simply because you were just a little bit too persistent right and and i think when i heard the story it dawned on me yeah. that we operate under a different value system yet the value system no is no longer relevant because it is tantamount to abuse and that is what she recognized but in our setting what the hell is in ampata tota hey ampata that's what we believe as african girls i mean i'm 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 sure i'm speaking for a lot of african girls we want a guy to go over and beyond and when they do in some other places it's seen as something else exactly but really but i think that's where we're headed because where then do you draw the line yes it can't there can't be gray areas 
really. Mm. So it's about really reevaluating our value system as a society and seeing how the law and our value system can intersect such that we really do promote, protect and fulfill the rights of, of children in this country. Because it is such ideas that um, that perpetuate abuse mm. for young women. Because I am a 35-year-old man and I am seeing a 17-year-old girl. In my mind, it's not clicking that this is a child. She's just doing what Butho could have done, right? Mm. So we need to reevaluate ourselves and, and relook at our systems, um, yeah, in the context of our law and in, even in, in terms of just broader human rights. Mm. I'm not sure. You'll tell me, actually. Uh, in terms of the law, though, is it standard for every country that, you know, this is what is, this is what is, or does it also differ uh, depending on the culture uh, and the norms of a particular society, for instance? Uh, so naturally, culture will differ, right? But what doesn't differ are the the human rights principles, right. which we as a country have um, have agreed to be bound by. Just by virtue of the fact that in the country of Botswana we recognize the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Mm. Just by virtue of the fact that as a country we have gone and ratified the UN Convention on the Rights of a Child, mm -hmm. uh, the the Charter on the Rights and Welfare of a Child. We have now bound ourselves by international norms. So culture can no longer be any excuse to, for instance, allow an underage girl to get married. Uh, actually, just Sean the other day was reading on the news that 42 million people, uh, underaged uh, marriages are going to occur in the world. Oh just this year alone. Going oh, wow. to 42 million. Well, yeah. they've already gone. Some of them have gone through the... But the expectation from the UNSHCR uh, as well as the UNICEF was that yeah. around 42 million of those just this year alone. And those things also breed and feed into gender-based violence because early child marriages, usually it is um, between some, a younger person and an older person, which means that immediately the power dynamics are different. Immediately there's someone who calls the shots and being a patri the patri patriarchal society that we are or even international community that we are, the, balance, the, the power tends to shift or be um, on the male side. That's the African scenario. In the Eastern world, it's, it's, it's a slightly different, but anyway, that's a story uh, for, for another day altogether. Yes, <laughs> it's a story for another day altogether. <laughs> but when you look at uh, the project itself, mm -hmm. when does it complete or does it, is it even expected to, to, to finish at some point? Uh, we're really hoping, the way that we sustain programming is through funding rate and the current funding cycle ends in 2021 right. um, with the hopes uh, that we will get uh, another three years uh, to to continue to focus on these sort of um, issues but of course as an organization apart from from this this funding this particular funding pool that I'm talking about we really are committed um, to the rights of children we are committed to the rights of adolescent girls and young women and we are definitely committed to the rights um, of men um, so that both genders um, can can coexist, and rather let me not say both genders, mm. so that the the spectrum of of gender can coexist. Mm. I agree, it's not just men and women; That's um, right. there are other it's genders others. as well. Mm. Exactly. Mm.
Right. Uh, very interesting indeed. And uh, for you to ideally say this project has worked in Botswana, what would you, what, what would paint the picture that you would, you, you would see for you to say, you know, uh, confidently that we believe that the project is actually bearing fruits? We, first of all, need to see a situation where adolescent girls and young women have um, a demand culture for rights. Um, and when I say demand culture, mm. I just mean that active um, pursuit of the of the of the of the realization of one's rights. Right. Right. Mm. Um, firstly, secondly, it's the the number of cases that we will see reported, because currently we are getting but a very very small proportion of defilement cases of uh, cases of sexual violence you know and and the whole like meaning what they are going unreported or exactly. you just mean the numbers are not significant they're going unreported okay. yes they're going unreported so we want to see an increase in the number of reported cases and ultimately we want to see an increase in the number of convictions mm. and we want to see uh, a situation where as society we do we are not found to be the same people impeding access to justice for our children right. eh, because we really interfere when in fact the main source of evidence is emanating from, from the, the survivor, right? So that is really what we're hoping to see. But in the extreme long term, I'm talking long, long term, we, we want to see a decline, a decrease in the number of cases. Nice. They initially need to spike. In the long term, that is to say society is now responsive and we're seeing less violations as a whole. Hmm. Okay. That's uh, that's in interesting. But anyway, uh, we will be hoping to uh, to to see that happen. Uh, but lastly, uh, in terms of just the project itself, <laughs> it's a, like I'm saying, it's a very good project, and I'm sure that when you empower a young woman, because women talk. Yeah. And yeah. if I know something, I'm going to share knowledge with the next one, and the next one, and mm -hmm. the next one. It's not just gossip, eh? Yeah. It's talk. <laughs> we share Real knowledge. Life Yes, we mm. share knowledge. Yeah. Well, let me tell all the way organizations where people, uh, you know, uh, make information accessible yes. in a way or the other. Uh, but I think generally speaking, I, I believe that when you inform a young child, they say it, it's, it takes a while to stick in. Yeah. So what are yeah. you doing? Because it takes a lot of repetition as well. Like it, it does. It really you does. You say it once, it doesn't stick. You say it twice, it doesn't stick. The third, fourth time they hear it, it's going to start, uh, you know, uh, sounding a little familiar. That's true. What are we doing then in terms of longevity and, uh, and continuity? So we're relentless um, in this endeavor in the sense that just because we've engaged uh, child X, we won't just say, yeah, we tick a box, we've engaged them. Mm. The idea is to repeatedly engage children. Because uh, what we do is, especially in our workshops, we sort of do a, an assessment firstly of the kind of knowledge you're walking in with, and then a post-assessment. So we want to keep doing these so that um, we can even objectively measure if your level of understanding, comprehension um, is even um, being affected at all, right? Yes. And then um, we're going to continue with these 
these campaigns for the life of the project um, and even beyond, really. Mm. Because I think the ideal also will be to empower the localities as well, enough for them to be able to uh, still continue when Bonella is moved on to another uh, urgent matter as well. Emma, that's mm. very true because over and above the young people, we are also engaging with duty bearers. Right. Uh, because honestly, they are the, the, the custodians of our rights. Mm. Emma. So we're engaging with duty bearers and like you're saying, you know, building community knowledge, um, the public in general, which is why we're here today. Because I get not just the adolescent girls and young women. Yes. So building knowledge amongst the public themselves, like you're saying, so that in the event that tomorrow there's no Bonella, we still have built a society that has a recognition of human rights, that has internalized it, and there is that inherent demand culture for absolutely, rights. Absolutely, absolutely. And how do they get hold of Bonella? Uh, you can get hold of Bonella by liking our Facebook page. Um, it's just written... Bonella. You just write the name Bonella. Mm. And you can also um, call us to report those cases to inquire about our services on 393 2516. Okay. Hey. You can find us. Right. I, I always say I felt comfortable when the law and ethics are put in one sentence. Thank oh. you. To put it in check. <laughs> so you like vanilla. <laughs> Network on ethics, law, and HIV. Yeah. Come on. Ethics and law in one sentence. <laughs> I'm good to go. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank, Thank you, Bodo and Sean, uh, for having us. Thank you. Thank you so there you go. It's the ladies from Vanilla, of course. We are joined by Tebuho uh, alongside Megatleho Sicheli. <laughs> uh, from Bonella. Of course, you've heard all they've had to say uh, regarding the adolescent child as well as what they are actually doing with our, within our communities to ensure that human rights are not, um, I don't know, a phenomenon that's... That, that's human rights are, 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 are rights for all. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good thing that they're there to make sure that everyone gets to enjoy theirs. That's right. You yeah. see now when we say civil society actually builds a nation, this is what we talk the about. The government beneath the local government. That's right. That's what I that's 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 that's, that's, what, that's what I always think of it as. Yeah. Beautiful work guys. That's right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then you, you, you bring the relevant guys together to make thing to make a, a more measurable and meaningful impact and, and yeah. that's that's great work there. Yeah. That's right. There you go. It's a